The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to align my heart and actions with the way of Jesus and to be open to the Spirit's transformation. Our reading comes from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him, as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness." Our contemporary voice is Cynthia Neen. Enlightened society happens one by one. You shift, I shift, my neighbor shifts, someone in Angola shifts, a person in Russia shifts, someone in the Philippines shifts, a gang member shifts, a parliament member shifts, a mother shifts, a child shifts, a news commentator shifts, a prisoner shifts, a warden shifts, a homeless person shifts. Once you realize this, peacefulness and a deep respect for human beings are natural. The help that's needed is to help each person shift, and as they shift, they help the rest of us shift too. There is no real recipe except working with what the world presents from the point of view of basic goodness, compassion, and courage. Let these words sink into your soul.
This week's reflection is by me, Andy Otto. When we're children, we enter the world with nothing but who we are. We come in as humans created in the image and likeness of God, with the capacity to become whole, loving human beings. Children allow themselves to be formed and shaped. Eventually, the forces that shape us can create a shadow self, a deluded self. And that shadow darkens our understanding, as Paul says in our reading. This is what Paul is saying when elsewhere he says, we can choose to live by the spirit than by the flesh. Now, the flesh is not sexual immorality as we assume it to be. It simply means earthly things, things not of God, or better said, things not aligned with God's spirit. Would that the whole world could love enemy and neighbor. Can you even begin to imagine how different the world would look like? We wouldn't have to spy on each other or mistrust each other or lie to get ahead. Those things are delusions. They get in the way of God's kingdom. But where is this kingdom? Where is this utopia? As Cynthia Neen says, it's very, very slow work. One by one, a person's heart is transformed, touched by grace, and they shift. Are we ourselves not proof of this? I know as I look back on my 38 years, I have shifted slowly away from past delusions into a gentler, softer, and kinder way of being. And I still have plenty of delusions yet to abandon, but I'd rather abandon those than my true self. Lent is a time of metanoia, of transformation. We begin the season with a sermon from Jesus, calling us to spiritual growth that is hidden and often quiet. We're not to blow trumpets or show off or force it. And then on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear about Jesus in the desert, experiencing his own kind of metanoia. Jesus, faced with the delusions of the world, riches, honor, and pride, shifts his being toward his God, toward his mission. We cannot set out on mission without this very necessary shift. We help one another shift, one by one. It means we stay present to this work. So where is this kingdom of God? Not in an unrealized earthly utopia, but in these little shifts, these little changes of heart. That is God's kingdom. In Lent, we take an intentional pause to look within and see how we're shifting. We're intentional about the outer practices, because there can be something about them that changes something inside us. Fasting or intentional eating can remind us of the inner nourishment we desire. Giving our money or time to others reminds us of the gifts we've received, developing a heart of gratitude. There's this Latin phrase in the Christian tradition, Lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi. It means that the law of prayer, 
the law of believing and the law of living, are connected. One affects the other. Prayer affects belief, which affects how we live. But also the other way around. Sometimes the motions of the external acts fosters a connection to God deep within. How are we going to put away our old selves? First, we must acknowledge the shadows and delusions so we can let go of them and align more with the way of Jesus. This is how we shift slowly toward God. This is how we transform. May we each be open to the Spirit and receive the grace needed to transform our hearts. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. God of life, align our hearts and actions with the way of Jesus. Help us to recognize our shadows and delusions so we can let go of them and be open to transformation. May we be filled with your love and light, that we may be able to help one another to shift and bring your kingdom here on earth. Amen.